us versus them, black versus white, fight, flight, right, wrong. All of these things run through societies and all of these things create separation. Oneness, communion, consciousness is the thrum that runs through it all. And when we use judgment to separate from one another, we cut ourselves off from that thrum. Join Crystal Crawford and me, Marnie Richmond, in this episode of The Cult Conversation, Separation, the Primary Difference Between Cult and Not Cult. I'm so glad you're here again. Hi, Marnie. Hi, Crystal. And yes, we, we are glad you're here. We are, we're sitting here looking at what we talk about next. This topic and where it invites us is deep and wide and beautiful. And so we're going to attempt to talk about the thrum. Now, Marty, this one's your fault too. I, I get blamed for a lot of things. I've been good at just taking it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's my fault too. Oh my, my God. God. That's I my know. life here. I'm like, it's, it's always my fault. Life. I know. I know. <laughs> it usually is the heretic's fault. It's always I mean, the heretic. God, it's the heretic's fault. <laughs> my goodness, though, but you are the one that put a word to it. And, you know, in sitting here, you and I were just looking at all the different things and facets and conversations and there's so many more to come and I was like well what's here is the thrum yeah when I just said to Crystal before we hit record is she said we were talking about from and how it is the thing that called us that we we followed and there were times in our lives where we were very present and aware of it and then there were times in our lives we were choosing to to well, we were choosing whatever we were choosing and kind of the thrum was always there but we weren't perceiving the thrum you know shitty relationship decisions guilty <laughs> and, and just and, recovering know, from one and it had nothing to do with the other person <laughs> exactly it, all of that and you know trying to get parenting right in the midst of being very unhappy with oneself there's so many things that kind of drowned out i would say the thrum and yet there was always that <laughs> moana moment where it calls you you know it's what's what's beyond that line if i cross that line it calls me and somehow that thrum, that call always wins out if yeah. you will and crystal said something she said, that's what worship was. That's where I could connect to that. I don't know how you said it. How did you say it? Connect to the thrum but that's what in worship. And, and to give you guys a little backstory, like, um, so I grew up in a cult and became a Christian later, but I grew up a musician. Um, my mom was a piano teacher. So she started teaching me piano as soon as I could, you know, fit my hands on the keyboard. And I, she was training me to go to Juilliard and kind of follow in her footsteps, but the elevated version, go to the school she couldn't afford and all that stuff. And um, so anyway, so music was a huge part of my life. And then I dropped music when I was 16 and then found Christianity when I was 18 and then found Impact School of Ministry when I was 25. And it was at Impact that 
that Jim Richards really invited us to start exploring our gifts, you know, like, what are you great at? And I'm like, well, I can play this piano. Is that anything? (laughs) Yeah. And I could sing, but not great. You know, like I had all these points of view about all of it, but it was that invitation to be a part of creating or inviting a communion into our space, into our lives that truly invited me to go beyond all my points of view. I had so much judgment coming into that. But I I remember very vividly sitting down at the piano and like teaching myself a different style and, you know, stop just ceasing to judge my voice and allowing what I did have to offer to contribute. And what I discovered was exactly what you talked about, that access to the thrum, which to me now is like this communion and oneness and manna um, that is available to us at all times that we just, like you said, simply forget. So that's another place you and I kind of converged was you were also on the worship team. I know, I just, flashback, I was so, not forgotten it, but haven't thought about it for so long. We were on the same worship team. We took turns, I think, leading weekends. It was you one weekend and me the next or something. Something. Yeah. And I would lead, I was more likely to lead like the chapel time in the mornings with the students. um, And you were more likely to lead on Sundays. I actually really admired you. You were doing so many of the things that I wanted to do that I just didn't have enough belief in myself to choose. Um, Which is so funny when you say that, because I was, it was the opposite for me. I was like, wow, Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny though, how we can see in another? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I'm so grateful for what got us here. But that was the, I mean, for me, that was worship for me. It was a part of this life-giving, life-sustaining energy that I needed, that I craved, that fed me in a way that nothing else here could. Yes. And it's so interesting. And I, I love this. I know I said this more than once, but the way you described it about nature is it's so beautiful because it's the thrum is the life force and the sustenance, as you said, but it's also often a whisper and it is the, it is the gentle breeze. It is the soothing medicine, but it has this energy of so much ease and nothing solid. So we so easily get distracted from it with all of the noise and the noise of judging ourselves, the noise of conversations that are all about who's right and who's wrong, the noise of trying to figure things out with our head and the noise of family relationships and lover relationships and the noise of kids, the noise of the world. But the thrum runs through it all. And I just wonder how much we can acknowledge it and turn it up. And I would say also acknowledge you that are listening to this for everywhere you do know the thrum, you do perceive the thrum and whatever your journey was to tapping into the thrum, what gratitude can you have for it? And what gift is it to you? Yeah. And if I truly, if I look through my whole life, that is the energy that I followed. And I think you and I, before we got on, we're like, well, I forgot it a year or five years at a time. You know, I guess. Exactly. 
was anything that was, I don't know if I even forgot it. It would be like, I'd find it somewhere and I would think, well, it lives in that place or with those people. Yes. Or if I yes. stop going to church, then that's that. And I really do remember this. I remember when I stopped going to church, actually, uh, when I was in my thirties, I think, and then we moved and then I got separated and then I was all alone. And I remember feeling so empty. And then I found you and I found access consciousness. And that was the beginning of something, but I still hadn't tapped into the thrum again until talk to the entities. And I remember for me um, going to my first talk to the entities and no, that's not true. That's not true. Ah, so the next time I tapped into it was I'd taken bars and foundation with access consciousness. And I went to an energetic synthesis of being with Dane. That was the next time. The first five minutes in that class, I was in tears. I was like, oh my God, this is what I've always known. He's who I am. He's the unicorn that I've always been. Like I, yeah. all of a sudden I, it was there again. And I, that yeah. whole class yeah. like changed my life. I just was melted. And then lots of different choices that, that really met that need, I guess that craving. And then I lost it again. I left it again. And then I found it again and talked to the entities, but I'm, God, I'm getting it in a different way as you and I are just sitting here. Like, yes. Yes. Wow. What? It's funny. ESB was, the, it was, that was the class for me as well. In fact, I've taken bars and foundation and I, I was thinking, I'm not, I'm not doing this stuff. This is not for me. I'm, I'm, this is, this, yeah, I was not, um, my experience with the facilitator was not really a happy one. And I just thought, meh, I'm no, uh, out, wizard out. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And then I went, okay, hang on. I actually haven't given a chance to one of the co-founders. So I will find one of their classes. I'm going to give this one more shot. And it was a day in ESC. And exactly what you said, Crystal, it was like minutes of walking into the room and him opening his mouth and the joy. Like I saw, I saw the joy that I was, that I was so made wrong for, that I so went so far away and cut myself so much off from I saw it and it was like wow that was there and then he did he did a session on me actually and me too. I will I will yeah I will never forget because it was the energies of it were so intense and in my world still intense energies equaled abuse and I checked out I mean I went Marnie out in the galaxy body here out the galaxy and I, he got just right down by my ear and he said, okay yeah. for me to be here. I'm like, no, it's not okay for me to be here. You don't understand. It's not, I don't fucking know how to be here, but his words and the energy of the words, it was an invitation for me to actually embody being here on this planet. And my life has never, ever been the same, never been the same. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, it's not to say like, so I've been really, really active in facilitating in the last 10 years. And it's not to say that since that moment, it's been all thrum because it hasn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> Far from it. I mean, I've taken 120 different access classes. I've been in so many of Dane's classes and, and Gary's and all the stuff, you know, 
but in the in the in the pro so and also creating my life and looking trying to find what's true for me and so it's a an inelegant pathway you know not yeah. always replete with drum <laughs> well and very confronting because the, yeah. the reality is if we're actually going to go beyond where we stop ourselves and limit ourselves it's confronting you you confront that line that wall where you've said this is where i stop this is where this stops so to go beyond it every single time is confronting and we want to defend it or avoid it or fight against it or react to it or just say hell no and those parts and those times are messy there are so many times i wanted to just throw like throw in my towel and say wizard out like no this is too much there were times i'm like i'm taking my marbles and i'm going home or at least yeah. i'm going in the corner because i'm mad at everyone right now yeah, and i don't and want to I, play with anybody totally yeah. and i want to add to that because it combined with those times because you are getting just faced with everywhere you're you're doing something that's destroying you essentially all the time yeah. combined with those were like events happening in the access you universe right like people that would leave or yeah. stuff that would occur or a, a facilitation that was just off um, and I would watch other people. So here we are like navigating this incredibly intense self-discovery creation thing that already is, is presenting me with all these places where I'm like, don't fucking touch that, you know, like, and yeah. on top of that, there's things happening outside that are like, well, you could use this to go. And I think that's the combination actually that that shows up so much with access consciousness stuff in particular, because consciousness is an inclusive universe. It includes you. It includes everything about you. And I know for me, there have been a lot of things. I was so walled in by, I have to be good. I have to be good. I have to be good while deeply believing I was bad deeply, like to the bone, man, when, when it's brought up, so and so when you're doing that what you're hiding from yourself is all the bad and the ugly that you're sure is true about you but then you do it in your life and so when you're asking these questions all that stuff comes up so it's like it it has you it the conversations that you get into and the tools start to expose you to you and if you're deeply sure that you are the worst thing on the planet and you're getting that exposed wanting to run away is common yes and that's when we look for the reason why it's okay to yes. run away so yes. I can be justified in my running away when the reality is what I am running away from is me. Yes. And I see. And so, so as that was occurring and I would watch so many of the people that I really cared about choose that and use access consciousness or Gary or Dane or something as the reason I had to, it forced me into another choice point, which I'm really so grateful for because I'm, because I would have stuff going on too. And I would have seen or a lot of the things that they are using. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'd have to then either join them and follow. And I think there's a whole conversation you and I could have about yes. followers or look at it for myself and go, okay, well, separation and reason and justification is one way to live. That's how everybody else does it here. I've done that. Well, I can't be in my mom's house because she's, what did that create for me? You know, what did that do for me? Right. It didn't create a greater future. I didn't get more freedom. I left with less of me. Okay. 
Well, so separation, which is judgment, you know, is not the world I want to live in. That's not the world I want to proliferate. That's not the world I want to solidify for myself. So what do I want for me? And I was like, well, I want a world of choice and a world of freedom for me. So what am I going to choose? And so, man, like, so it's not all from, it's also like facing you and choosing what you know in the face of what a lot of other people are not choosing even and finding out what you're made out of and what you want to have as your reality yes and there was a time when there was so much of everything you just said going on with events that were happening things that were going on in my life and I remember doing that wanting to find a reason to separate because there were very confronting I was creating a lot of shit, quite Me frankly. Too. That's Me that's too. the reality. Yep. And what I began to ask myself, because I knew I was fighting internally, and I knew I was looking for a reason to find something wrong and a reason to separate. And I went, hang on. Is there freedom for me if I will simply be with this? And what I meant by be with this is stop trying to come to a conclusion, find a reason, a justification, something to be wrong, and just be with it. So much melted, so much melted. And I so had things I can't even articulate because it'll fall flat, but of recognizing where I've done this my entire life and stopped myself my entire life. And that if I would be with it, instead of trying to figure it out in my head and fight, I would have a whole new world of possibilities open up to me. And that's exactly what got created and continues to get created because I still have lines where I say, that's it. This is the limitation. It stops there. I'm like, no, no, I'm two years old and I am throwing a tantrum right now. And that's it. So I'm good at tantrums. I'm great at them actually. Well, I would say for me, it's both. I've had moments where I'm like throwing a tantrum, but also where I'm like, no, this is yes. also clarity. Yes. So both. Absolutely but like, both. It's all included. And I think that's, the, I, maybe that's the thrum we're talking about is like, I will not keep doing the world that I saw when I was a kid, which was fight for or fight against. I will not keep that as my reality. Even if I choose it, endlessly for a year and a half and try to get out of it and I can't and I feel really down about myself I just will not have this as my only choice I will have the choice where everything's included because that's the world I want to live I mean gosh that I think the gift of what you and I both experienced as children is so immense because we got to see firsthand the world we don't want yeah yeah. And, and it is so much, go ahead. No, it's, it's so much on that fight or flight yeah. that you're just talking about. And that when we do that, we do the extremes of being the doormat and then flipping to dukes up. I'm going to fight and eat the hell out of you because I'm tired of being the doormat, but then I'll feel bad about being an asshole. So I'll be the doormat again. You have two choices. And we loop those are your two choices. And what you and I are talking about, which again is very confronting and requires 
a really letting down walls and barriers and being present, but it's true empowerment. And when you're truly empowered, it's not that you are a doormat that you just go, oh, well, I have to look at what every, what's the gift in all of this, oh. even though someone's being an asshole. No, actually true empowerment is, yeah, I'll receive the gift in it. And I also will say no, but not no from fight. No, of actually I honor me now and you don't get to, that's all. Doesn't mean you're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. Doesn't mean it just, you just don't get to, you but don't there's get no to. fight in it. No. There's no fight. There's clarity. Yeah. And honoring of you and yeah. honoring of them. And honoring of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, when you honor you, you honor them. Yes. And you dishonor you and you dishonor what you know and you dishonor the thrum that is true for you. You dishonor everyone. And I, I don't know. I just had a clarity about that throughout this list, last 10 years of like, you know, separation is never going to create the world I want to see. I am not going to be the proliferator of that anymore. Even if my choice for is wrong, I don't care. I don't care because I'm not going to do this thing that was done to me that was so brutal. I'm just not going to do that. And yeah, man, so I don't know, I really have a point, I, but I do see like the thrum illustrated in multiple ways in that incredibly sweet communion oneness with you know thing that goes on in esb in the sop in nature with the beings of consciousness the beings of light like it exists kind of in everything yeah and to be cut off from that is death and i was like no exactly <laughs> no an appropriate tantrum no <laughs> <laughs> there have been so many times in the last 10 years well you know creating my way forward or down to discover both you know and I'll cut myself off from it by hating me or mostly hating me I think yeah. but I will always get to that point where I'm like this is it this is done this is done this is not this is not what I want and I think that's valuable to talk about too, because, you know, as humanoids, we yes. usually find out what we want by creating what we don't want. <laughs> so, yeah, there could be better choices, but that's what no we down here. <laughs> but I had to make sure I had to make sure I had to, I had to check. I had to check it out. I'm happy I, to report there is nothing of value in this black hole. Uh, and then we become then we become parents or we tell our lovers or we tell our friends, I checked it out. You don't need to, you don't need to. And then and they do like, it anyway. They have to go do it for themselves. So it turns they, out it's like, well, the only that. person that was really valuable to was me, I guess, but fine. But fine. Exactly. <laughs> I love what you're saying though, Crystal, about the just not going to do separation from, from anybody or anything. And I think it's massive because when you look at cults, such as the Jim Jones, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid or where people actually died, it's very interesting how as a society, we want to vilify that and go, what was wrong with those people? How could they be so stupid? Who could fall for that? And that's a way to separate from they're not like us. But then we've talked about in other episodes of being culty with things, which we have all done. We have yeah, all done that. We've been culty in our families. We've been culty with our lovers. We've been culty with doctors. We've been culty with churches. We've been culty. We have... Our society currently is very good at creating followers. And then you get judged for following something. So 
so this is part of the one of the elements that you and I are looking at is what's the conversation about creating leaders rather than creating followers so that each person has their own empowerment to truly know and choose yeah. for them. Yeah. And the truth is that like if our society was committed to creating leaders, we would have an incredibly different world. We are, yes. we have been very committed to creating followers. Uh, you know, growing up in the United States, I remember being very patriotic. And what that means is you are a follower of the United States. And I really truly in my guts believed the United States was the best country in the world. And then I started traveling and I was like, huh, there's other awesome places. <laughs> Not only are there other awesome places, but then I saw the news from a different point of view. And then I saw what yeah. the United States was really doing. And I was like, oh yeah. my God, we have just been. And so it's not that the United States hasn't been great or any, but it's that it's all of it. Actually, it's the United States is it. one of the biggest mafias in the world. <laughs> and you can't right. say that stuff and still be an American. But the truth is different than that. What's true always includes good, bad, and ugly. That's just yes. the way it is. That's natural world. The natural world includes the hummingbirds and it includes the lions ripping the heads off a zebra. Like it's- Correct, yeah. Violent yes. and inclusive and all of it contributes to the survival. But when we try to exclude the bad and the ugly, we- we miss it. We get abused by it. We are blindsided by it. We, we put ourselves at the effect of what is there. So the only thing that's truly functional is inclusion, but we are not taught to be inclusive. We are taught to be exclusive, exclusive to our partner, exclusive to our family, exclusive to our school, exclusive. I mean, from the, when I, you know, like if you look at American culture in general, like you go to that high school, you're that high school, you know, you're, yeah. It's just everywhere. Exclusivity is king. And, and, and that is the thing that is fucking us up right now because we cannot see, we can't figure out how to be inclusive while being exclusive because you can't. You mm -hmm. have to jump into a different pond. You have to jump into a different conversation of inclusive. And we're not talking about political correctness or societal correctness. That's not what we're talking about. That's no. another exclusive club. Well, now I'm Black Lives Matter club. Now I'm the Me Too club. Now I'm a little bit culty. Yeah. Well, because look at those two things. If you challenge it in any way, you are the enemy. So how is that inclusive? It's actually not a separation. And I, my example in nature of everything that you just very beautifully said, Crystal, is you look at the ocean. And you can be at the beach on a calm day and the little waves are just, and it's so like, just, you know, soothing. But if she decides it's tsunami time, get you out the did. way, you get out the way or you die. And you, you, you either get yeah. aware of the tsunami or you are destroyed by it. You are destroyed by the tsunami. So trying to pretend that the ocean is this nice, happy, quiet, soothing place all the time. Good luck with that. But that is just exactly what you said about all of the things in the world. It is all of it. We as people are the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's Holy. just be honest, you know? And when we try to only animate our perfection and put what we've decided is bad and ugly over here, we're cutting off parts of us and we're not showing up as whole because we're all of it. Life is yeah. all of it. The ocean's Life. all of it. 
when you do not exactly that when you do not interact with the ocean as all of it you are destroyed by the ocean and the ocean has no point of view about that it's just being ocean yep it is so funny she does this to me she being the ocean almost every time when i go in the water even if it's calm it will be minutes bill and i have he can he can attest to this then minutes it will get just this this rough and the swirling and this the sand getting sucked out from under your feet and i'm like i know I actually know you're all of this. You don't have to remind me. We're, we're on the same page here. And she's like, well, you're all of it too. I know. Yeah. She's probably saying, yes, but you're not getting that quite yet. So I'm going to keep on. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Oh Trust the earth uh, to show you what you are. Yes. Trust the earth to show you what you are. <sighs> and all so- I can say it's more, more of this, you know, yes. this more, and we are doing the best that we can to put towards these things that aren't really being talked about and these energies that are so um, just wow. And perceive the energy that runs through the words because it's here. And I would, for you listening, I would invite you to look at where is your throne, where, what have you been following? Because I think until you really start to look at it, you it's easy to miss. It's easy to get focused on what you think you did wrong or what was so bad. It's so easy. Those energies are so dense and they pull your attention. <clears throat> but in truth, you as a being are have been aware of a thrum that is unique to you and to what you are aware of for as long as you've been in existence as a being. It's what makes a seeker a seeker. The seeker is looking for what? What have you been looking for? You know, and I thought I was looking for the, I was looking for the, trying to find the best expression of what I wanted to feel, I thought, you know? So we look for what we think it is and we do our best to to fit into the thing we think is closest to it but there's this cord there's this you know gulf stream of energy that we've been following and what is that and what do you know about it and what would it take to let that lead you for further and onward and to really acknowledge it as what it is you are and what it is you know yes 